Hello, my loves, and welcome back to With Love from Logan. I am your host, Logan Dawson. I am a self-love healer and embodiment coach, which means I am all about helping you love yourself on a deeper level, wake up to your worth, and ultimately step back into your power. On this podcast, we'll be getting real, raw, and unfiltered, but do not worry, it will all be with love. I I had to say it. Hello, 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 and welcome back. This is episode two, and I'm just so excited to be here and to be recording this and for you to be here. Hopefully at this point, you have listened to episode one where I get super, super deep into my story, why I do what I do, what has kind of like led me to be a self-love healer. So if you have not listened to episode one yet, I definitely recommend going back and listening to that. I really just get super deep, super open, super vulnerable into me and my life and my past and my struggles and and really why I am here. So if you have no idea who I am, my name is Logan. I am a self-love healer. I'm not going to jump into a super deep intro because it's really what episode one is all about. So... If you have not done that, go listen to episode one. But welcome. I am so, 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 so excited for this episode. We are going to be diving deep into how to prioritize yourself, how to put yourself first, how to put your needs first, how to be your biggest advocate without feeling selfish. Because I feel like that's the number one thing that holds a lot of people back is this idea of being selfish or being full of ourselves or being self-centered when we try to prioritize ourself or set boundaries or say no, really just kind of have our needs at like the forefront of our brain. So I'm very excited to jump into that. Today is a Monday. I'm recording this on a Monday. It is currently golden hour in my apartment. And if you've ever been to my apartment, you will know that the lighting we get in here is just incredible. I guess the way that our apartment is facing like we get a little oh well we not a little bit we get a lot of sun in the morning and we have these massive windows right in our living room and also kind of in our, our like dining area so when the sun sets it is just incredible and I'm not kidding you I waited all day to record this episode just so that I could be recording it during golden hour because that is just the type of person I am. So yes, it's golden hour right now and it's just so inspiring in here. And honestly, it is just a vibe, especially with all of my plants in here. If you know me, honestly, I would say if you have ever been to my apartment, but that's literally like not even a part of the equation. If you just know me as a person, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I have a lot of plants. I'm pretty sure I have... 30, at least 30 plants. And it's just my thing, you know? They just make me so happy. And so being here in golden hour and all of my plants, getting all the sun, it just makes my heart so happy. So yes, today has been a great day so far. I put up some floating shelves in my living room yesterday. Me and Christian put them up. Um, Well, I guess I should say Christian and I put them up if we're going to be grammatically correct. Um, But yeah, that was actually a lot of fun because in our living room right now, I mean, we moved in April of 2021. 
and we kind of decorated like right away but we have had this blank wall in our living room that it's just had nothing on it and for the longest time I've been wanting to put up floating shelves but the problem was that when we first moved in I also had this vision this idea of having floating shelves in our bathroom so like to paint the picture of what I wanted in my bathroom which is you know long story short if you're like what happened nothing happened we do have floating shelves in our bathroom but I wanted like one on top of the other you know like two floating shelves the bottom one had a little towel rack and then you can put cute stuff on it and being as naive as I was you know this is my first I guess real real apartment I wouldn't consider college like an apartment so this is my real real apartment and going about decorating and getting floating shelves I was so naive with where I got these shelves from I don't even know let me freaking tell you I don't even know where I got these shelves I think it was some random Etsy shop and like listen I love Etsy for so many reasons I get so much of my stuff on Etsy because I love supporting small businesses um but I just did no research so anyways the shelves that we got they came with anchors, you know, that go into drywall and the nails. And I'm sure if you've put up floating shelves before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But putting up these shelves in the bathroom, like if I could paint a picture of how much of a freaking nightmare it was, I seriously wish I could. I don't think I could put into words how much of a nightmare it was. Like it was just the anchors weren't going in because I don't know what kind of anchors they were and what like where did this person got these from we had these massive holes in the wall there was paint all over the floor you know like the drywall pieces all over the floor we we finally got them in after like hours and hours and hours I think Christian like cut his thumb really bad it was just a nightmare trying to get these shelves up anyways we got them up but like they just weren't in the wall correctly they were loose um we had to like be super careful what we put on top of it because they were just like really coming out of the wall so knowing that and having that experience I like really really wanted these floating shelves in the living room right but because we had that like traumatic experience of putting them up in the bathroom I was so hesitant of putting them up in the living room but this past weekend I was just like you know what we're gonna do it we're going to put up floating shelves and if, you know, God forbid it doesn't work and we have more holes in the wall than like whatever, we'll cover it up with a picture and then like that will be that. So after I guess a year of like putting off of getting these floating shelves this past weekend, we finally did it and we put them up literally no problem at all the only minor problem we had was I guess we were trying to put an anchor into a stud which don't ask me what that means because I looked it up briefly um so I had to just run you know run to Lowe's and get like a metal anchor I feel so cool talking about this <laughs> but um yeah we put them up and they look incredible I wish this was like a video podcast so I can show you what they look like um but I'm sure I'll post some photos and stories and stuff over on my Instagram but they look amazing and I'm so so happy and now with this like newly found confidence of putting up floating shelves Christian and I decided today that we are going to redo the ones in the bathroom 
So we took them out of the wall, we put in new anchors, and they actually look really good. So that is what the first part of my day looked like, and I'm sure you're probably like, okay, great, Logan, thank you for talking for 10 minutes straight about floating shelves and not the purpose of this episode, but you know what? I, the reason why I created this podcast is yes, to help you and to support you and to guide you and to talk about all of these different self-love and inner healing topics, but also just to be a place for me to share my life. And apparently in my life, all I really have to share is about floating shelves. So that's enough of the floating shelves talk. I think it is time that we dive into today's episode. Um, so like I said briefly in the beginning, we're going to be talking about how to prioritize yourself, how to put yourself first without feeling selfish. And I definitely understand the struggle because as somebody who really just cared about what other people thought and constantly, you know, made choices and put themselves in situations and relationships and said yes or said no all because of how the other person was going to feel and never really prioritized myself or my needs or especially my needs, right? Like it's kind of similar to this whole hustle culture idea where we are, you know, working ourselves to the ground. We are not really paying attention to where we're lacking, whether we're super stressed or we're not physically taking care of ourselves, we're not mentally taking care of ourselves, and we're just like beating ourselves into the ground, whether it's for the sake of your job or your family or other people or relationships or friendships. It really reminds me of like this hustle culture and the idea of setting boundaries and saying no. I don't want to say it's frowned upon, but it definitely has a negative connotation. Like when you think of setting boundaries with somebody, you don't really think of a positive experience and we will dive into that today of how to set boundaries, why it's not a negative thing, um, but yes, we will definitely dive into that later. But I do feel like the biggest problem that a lot of us face when it comes to prioritizing ourselves, and really just why it's so hard is because, you know, as humans, as human beings, we want other people to feel happy and to feel safe. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's people in my life, whether it's family or friends or Christian or just people that I honestly care about that I want them to be happy and I want them to be safe. And if anybody ever came to me and said that they weren't happy or they didn't feel safe, I would do everything that I possibly could to make sure that they did feel happy and they did feel safe. So, you know, this isn't really... When it comes to prioritizing yourself, it's not about forgetting other people's needs and not really paying attention to other people's needs because like I said, as human beings, like we 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 feel happy when other people feel happy. There's nothing wrong with that. But it becomes an issue when we are forgetting what we need. So, you know, if there's somebody in your life that you really love or you really care about, and they call you up and they say, hey, I need help, or hey, can we do this, or hey, can we do that? I really need you right now. It feels easier to put your needs to the side, and I feel like this is the case because we know, you know, you know how you feel. So if I asked you right now, how do you feel? You could give me an answer, 
every single second of every single day of your life, you know how you feel, right? That's just what comes with being in your body. Like you know how you feel, you know your limits. And a lot of the time, our limit is a lot less than what we pretend it to be. So if somebody that we love is in need at the same exact time that we are, We don't really know how much they are suffering or that they're in need, right? We know what we feel, we know what we need, but we don't know what they're feeling. So it's a lot easier to then be like, okay, well, I know that I can just prioritize myself later. I have to help this person, right? I can spread myself thinner. I can just push off my needs. I can lose out on a little bit of sleep because I don't know how they're feeling. I know how I'm feeling and I can just continue to kind of push this, these needs off to the side, Right, and that's why this whole issue with prioritizing yourself becomes very sticky because, like I said, we want other people to feel happy and safe. A majority of the time, we tend to do that at the expense of our own needs because we don't truly see the importance of putting ourselves first, which I feel like is where a lot of people get it wrong. You know, there's two sides of the spectrum when it comes to prioritizing yourself. You either A know that you are important and you just genuinely don't know how to put yourself first because you feel guilty or because you feel like you're selfish or on the other side maybe you don't see the importance of putting yourself first you don't see how your needs should come before other people so this concept of prioritizing ourselves and being our own biggest advocate It's very, very hard. You know, I used to do the exact same thing where I made sure that everything and everyone around me was good before I put myself first. So for me, that would look like working overtime at work. You know, if my boss was like, hey, I need you to stay a couple more hours or I need you to come in on this morning or stay until this time on this evening. And I would say yes just because I knew that it would make their life easier. And at the time, I was so terrified of being looked at as the person who ruined everybody's plan. Even though I know it wasn't personal, even though if I said, you know, no, I have other plans, or like if I just simply said no, I know that they wouldn't be like, I hate you, Logan, you're fired. But for some reason, just this idea of making somebody's life harder, it like really terrified me. And it was the same thing even with family or friends, you know, if they ask me to hang out with them or to move my plans around or to meet them on this day at this time when I really, really, really did not want to or if I didn't feel well or if I didn't sleep that well the night before and I wanted to go to bed early, I would never put myself first because like I said, this idea of either upsetting somebody or you know if if my friends asked me to hang out and I said no and then they would go oh oh well you know we'll miss you so much like that reaction to me like scared the shit out of me because I just wanted to please everybody else so that was really where my focus was I was so afraid to kind of be that person where people had a negative reaction to what I wanted to do or or me putting myself first. So over time, it kind of created this habit of how can I please other people? It wasn't really about prioritizing myself. I mean, it was in a way, but it was more about people pleasing. And that's why you'll learn very quickly that 
everything that has to do with self-love and inner healing, it's all connected, right? The negative things that we do and the tendencies that we have and the inner narratives or the way that we show up and our, our self-esteem and our confidence and our insecurities, they all are kind of tied together. But that's enough of a random ramble about self-love and people-pleasing. Going back to prioritizing ourself, you know, coming out of this mindset or the habit of constantly putting other people before myself, you know, now being on the other side, I've learned that if you are constantly living in this rat race of other people's happiness, you are never going to be able to get out of it. And what I mean by that is that there will always be somebody to please, right? It's the same thing as you. You have your own needs, You always have needs, not in the sense that you're needy or you constantly need to be taken care of, but right, there's always something that you could have help with or there's always a favor that maybe you can ask somebody. There's always going to be somebody to please. So if you're trying to get to this point where you're like, okay, I'll take care of everybody else and then I'll take care of myself next. You're never going to have that opportunity to take care of yourself because you're never going to get out of that rat race. There's always going to be someone to please. There's always going to be someone to say yes to. There's always going to be someone asking you for a favor. And I think the other part of that, the reason why it's so hard to get out of that cycle is because if you are constantly known as the person who always says yes, which I mean, it's not a bad thing. It just means, you know, people can rely on you. That's a, that's an amazing thing that you are reliable. But if you are constantly, let's say, at work, always saying yes to working overtime, or if somebody calls out sick and you always go in to fill in for that person, over time, you're going to be seen as the person who is always going to be there, who is always going to be covering for people, who is always going to be working later nights or working overtime when you were supposed to leave three hours ago. So yes, there's always going to be somebody that you can please, but the more that you do it, these people, I don't want to say are going to start taking advantage of you, but in a sense, right? So For the example of being at work, eventually nobody else is going to ask anybody else besides you because you are kind of known as the person who is always spreading themselves thin. So that's just another thing to think about if you feel like you are also in this rat race and this mindset of, I'll make sure everybody else is good. I'll make sure everybody else is happy. I'll make sure that everybody's life is content and fulfilled and things are working before I put myself first. And I think this is where the idea of being selfish comes in. When you think about prioritizing yourself, when you think about putting yourself first, a lot of people don't do it, A, because they can't get out of the rat race and B, because they're so afraid of putting themselves first and this this idea, this label of being selfish, right? Because when you think of prioritizing yourself, it's like the thought of not wanting to help someone or not wanting to make someone's life easier. It's almost like if someone is in dire need of support, prioritizing yourself would mean that you're just going to like spit in their face and say fuck off. Like I feel like that is how a lot of people view 
the idea of putting themselves first and it's really not how it is at all and I will jump into the importance of putting yourself first and obviously how to prioritize yourself but I do also want to say that there is a fine line between helping somebody and also putting yourself first and I think that that is another problem that a lot of people have it's like where is the fine line there is a time and place to say yes to somebody and a time and place to say no but how do you know when to say yes when to say no is it selfish if you say yes to this person is it selfish to say no to this person like where is the fine line and if you are wondering where the fine line is I am so happy that you are here because that's what this episode is all about. So what I'm going to do next is I'm going to jump into where to start. What is the first step in prioritizing yourself? What are those mindset shifts you need? Some steps you can take? That is really what we're here to do. But before I dive into all of that, I am going to give myself a little shameless plug and say that if you are somebody who is looking to deepen the relationship that you have with yourself or if you want even more tools and more strategies and more frameworks to put yourself first without feeling selfish, I definitely invite you to check out Self-Love Alignment. Self-Love Alignment is my self-paced signature self-love and inner healing program. I have designed it in a way to empower you to heal the relationship that you have with yourself, wake up to your worth, own who you are, step into your power, and so, so, so much more. So self-love alignment is a self-paced program. It's more of like a course. There's five modules inside every module. There is about five pre-recorded video lessons with worksheets, with daily action steps. You also get unlimited and on-demand support from me inside of a private group chat that holds all of the other amazing women that are on the same journey as you. So not only are you getting support from women who know where you're coming from, but you also get to connect with women who get you and get your struggles and get your journey. So if you are looking for something of that, if you're looking for that kind of container, that kind of support, obviously I can only go so deep. I can only support you so much on a podcast or even on Instagram. If you're looking for a deeper, you know, support system, a deeper container to join to really, really take your relationship with yourself to the next level, I invite you to check out Self-Love Alignment. I will drop the link in the description of this episode. You can also jump over to my Instagram at double underscore Logan Dawson. You can DM me there for more information. I also have the link in my bio that has all the details, frequently asked questions, what the modules and the lessons look like, everything that's included, and of course, the payment plans. All right, so where to even start with prioritizing yourself? And I feel like as I was literally about to go into, I guess, step number one, I kind of had this thought of like, I'm sure a lot of people are probably going to think that prioritizing yourself is 
like a really easy conscious decision where it's just like you can either make the choice to prioritize yourself or you can make the choice not to. You know what I mean? Like it's not as easy as just making a conscious decision because there's a lot of limiting beliefs. There's a lot of mindset shifts. There's a lot of self-esteem issues, people-pleasing issues that kind of need to be addressed, right? So The first step that you can take is honestly just realizing that putting yourself first is actually the most selfless thing that you can do. It's not selfish. It has nothing to do with being selfish. It is actually the complete opposite because when you prioritize yourself, you are setting a boundary. Now, I know boundaries get a really bad rap because when you think of setting boundaries with someone you know, you think of saying no to somebody or you think of cutting a friend out or cutting a family member out. You think of like a really negative experience, maybe because you have either set a boundary in a negative way or somebody has set a boundary with you in a negative way. And I also think just in society, boundaries just have a really bad rap. But Boundaries are the same exact thing. They are the most selfless thing that you can do, not only for yourself, but for the person involved. And a really good example of this is, you know, I, well, first of all, I love using examples because I feel like it just puts things into a better perspective. But the perfect example that I can use in this situation, and I am not giving myself credit for this one. Um, I'm pretty sure Rachel Bell, if you don't know who that is, definitely go check her out. She's a business coach. I heard this, I heard her use this example and it was perfect. So when it comes to boundaries, like think of yourself in your house, right? And you invite a friend over and let's say you did not set boundaries. You did not tell them what rooms they can go in, what rooms they can't go in. And it was kind of just like, I don't want to say a free-for-all, but you kind of created this environment of they can just roam wherever they want. Now, not only are you going to be a little bit anxious because maybe there is a room that you don't want them to go in or there's a place in the house that you don't want them to walk into, Not only are you going to be anxious that maybe this person is going to wander into those areas that you don't want them to be, but now that other person is going to have the same exact anxiety, right? If they come over and they're like, okay, can I be in here? Can I go over here? Can I go into this room? Am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to upset her? Like when you don't set that boundary of somebody being in your house, it can create a lot of anxiety on both parts. But let's say on the other side, you invite somebody over and you do set a clear boundary of like, hey, you know, make yourself at home, but I would really appreciate it if you stayed out of my office or if you stayed out of my bedroom, just don't go into those two rooms, but everywhere else, make yourself at home. Now you are going to feel so much more at ease because you're not going to have to be feeling like, okay, are they going into somewhere I don't want them to be? Are they going to be overstepping and that they don't even know that they're overstepping? And at the same time, that other person is going to feel much more comfortable and much more relaxed in your presence because you have already set those boundaries. So when you think of this same exact example in a real life situation, let's just say one of your friends invites you out on a Friday night to the club or you know something like that and maybe you don't really want to go maybe you're tired you had a long day at work you're just not feeling up for it 
without setting those boundaries and you, let's say, say yes, you, I mean, you already know that you don't want to be there, right? But now maybe you're giving off this energy that you don't want to be there and your friends are picking up on this energy and they're second guessing themselves and they're overthinking and like, are, do they really want to be here? are they really having fun or do they really just wish that they were at home? And so now it's like this conflict of energy. Whereas if you were to set a boundary ahead of time and let your friends know that like, listen, I like to be home at nine o'clock. You know, I had a long day at work or I just still like to stick to my night routine. I go to bed at a certain time. If you already have that boundary in place, And let's say your friends were still to ask you to go out to dinner or to go to a club or something and you were to say yes, they know now that, okay, not only is she going to be leaving at this time, but she actually wants to be here because she has already set a boundary for when she needs to protect her energy. You know, I really think it comes back just to being honest with yourself and being honest with the people in your life because... If you kind of flip the script and you put yourself in your friend's position and let's say you have a friend who never set boundaries, who never spoke about what they need, who was never open and vocal about how they're feeling and they just constantly said yes to things even though they didn't want to be there and their energy kind of reflected that they didn't want to be there, it would kind of be a little bit difficult to continue to invite them places. Whereas if you had a friend who was always honest with you, and straight up about what they need, you kind of respect them more, right? And you know that when they say yes to something, they actually want to be there, which is why this is always going to be step number one when it comes to prioritizing yourself is realizing that prioritizing yourself and putting your needs first and being open and vocal about what you need is extremely selfless because you are actually putting the other person first, even though it may not feel like it, even though you may be saying yes or no for the sake of your own well-being and your own mental health, you also have the other person in mind because you don't want to spend time with someone if your energy is going to be lacking and vice versa, right? You can't fill somebody else's cup until you learn how to fill your own. I know that is a very cliche statement, but is it is extremely true. You cannot fill somebody else's cup until you learn how to fill your own. You need something to pour from when you are filling other people's cups. Now, that isn't just with hanging out with friends. That's not just, you know, if someone asks you to go out to dinner or go to a club. That's literally for everything. If somebody asks you for your help and asks you for your support and you have kind of neglected and abandoned your own needs and you have abandoned the relationship that you have with yourself, you don't have anything to pour from. But if you were to constantly, you know, give yourself the support and give yourself the self-care and to take care of yourself for as much and as long as you need it, now you have that energy to be there for somebody when they need it. So that is always going to be step number one when it comes to prioritizing yourself. The next couple of steps are going to be kind of about boundaries because I feel like prioritizing yourself, putting yourself first and not feeling guilty for it has a lot to do with how to set a boundary in a way that you feel comfortable doing and also in a way that is respectful for the other person and not just like screaming no in their face and then running in the other direction, right? So the way that I like to, I guess, support 
those that are trying to prioritize themselves and to set a boundary is I like to break it into three steps. So step number one is always going to be get super aware of your feelings. So this means your triggers, what gives you energy, what takes away from it. This can be something that you can get really familiar with either, you know, you can sit down and make it an intentional time to figure out what you like to do, what you don't like to do, what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good, and then write everything down. Or it can also be something that as you are like living your life and you're making decisions, you're learning as you go. So what that would look like is that if I said yes to something and then later on I was like, oh, that does not make me feel good or oh, I really wish I didn't do this. I really wish I should have done, you know, X, Y, and Z instead. Making a mental note of that of, okay, I don't like to be out past 12 o'clock or working this many hours in a day or a week makes me feel really tired and burnt out. Making those mental notes and knowing exactly what you're feelings are, your triggers, what gives you energy, what takes away from it so that the next time that somebody presents you with a question or the next time somebody asks you for your support, you know exactly what the outcome is going to be. Now in the beginning, if you have no idea what gives you energy and what takes away from your energy or your triggers or what you like, what you don't like, of course the very beginning of learning this is going to be a lot of, you know, saying yes and saying no and then being extremely self-aware of how that makes you feel. But I feel like a lot of us can sit down right now or even as you're listening to this, kind of have some things come to mind of like, okay, I know I like to do this. I know I don't like to do that. And so kind of creating a little like library in your mind um, for I guess a lack of a better term well, I guess I wouldn't say lack of a better term because that makes perfect sense so we'll, we'll just use that consider it like a library in your mind of all of the things that make you feel good or all of the things that don't make you feel good so if you know your best friend was like hey let's go do this you know exactly what choice you need to make or you know exactly what prioritizing your energy would look like in that moment. So now, after that you've had this library created in your mind, you can come back to the question every single time you are presented with an opportunity to prioritize yourself, you can ask yourself, am I at a place energetically where I have energy to give to this situation and how can I prioritize my future self right now? So going back to that example of let's say your best friend asks you to go out to dinner or to go to a club, ask yourself, how can I prioritize my future self? The key word is my future self because this is really where that fine line of saying yes or saying no comes into play. If you know that your future self would absolutely hate you if you said yes to going to a club and you came back at two o'clock in the morning, maybe that is probably not the best thing to do. Whether right now you're like, yeah, you know, it's seven o'clock at night and I'm so down to go to a club. Okay, but how is your future self going to feel if you know that every single time you have gone out and you have been drinking at a club and you stay out till 2 a.m. and you wake up and you're like, fuck, I should not have done that. Like, why did I do that? That's why I say keyword prioritizing your future self. Now on the other side, when I talk about that fine line, maybe there's something that you don't feel like doing right now, 
but you know your future self is going to be happy you did that. So for me, something that I have experienced in this situation is, let's say there's somebody that I don't really get to see all that often, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, it could be literally be anybody or even a place that I don't normally go to. If I was invited somewhere or if I had the opportunity to see this person or go to this place and in the moment I was like, you know what, I really don't feel like doing this. I feel lazy. I want to go home. I want to take a shower. I want to take a bath. I want to do my skincare. Like I just want to be alone right now. It can be really easy to kind of get stuck in this I don't even know what you want to call it. Like, and before I go off on another tangent, I guess you could just say a negative self-prioritization cycle where if you just constantly act on this sudden impulse of, no, I don't feel like doing it, so therefore I'm going to say no right now, that's kind of like a negative way that we can prioritize ourselves. So I hope this is making sense. Um, but that's why I really talk about asking what your future self would do so going back to that situation of in the moment I don't want to do it and instead of just impulsively saying no I can ask myself well how would my future self feel is she going to be really happy and really grateful and really appreciative that I said yes that I actually spent time with this person that I actually went to this place right the current self and the future self are usually two very different people yes it is the same person but like you know have you ever done something and you're like god I really don't want to do this right now it could even be as simple as washing your face before you go to bed where in the moment you're like I really don't feel like putting in the energy to do this right now but I know that I'm going to be so happy I did it in the future That is what prioritizing your future self looks like. Maybe you don't feel like doing it in the moment, but asking yourself, is this going to make my future self really happy? If the answer is no, and you don't feel like doing it now, and you know for a 100% hard fact that your future self is not going to be happy you did it, then that would be an opportunity for you to set a boundary and to say no, or to maybe meet that person in the middle. You know, there's other options than just flat out saying no. But if your answer is yes and that your future self is going to be really happy that you did that, then you know what decision you need to make. So that is number two, step number two. Step number three in prioritizing yourself, and this one is probably the most important and the one that is non-negotiable, and that is to be a consistent advocate of your needs during your downtime or alone time. So if you are putting off what you need while you're just at home doing absolutely nothing or if you are alone and you are still not prioritizing yourself you cannot expect to have the same priority when other people are involved right so if you are alone or maybe you live with somebody else and you're just spending time with yourself and you're still choosing other avenues of maybe distraction you're mindlessly scrolling you're watching tv all the time you're overworking yourself you are forgetting and you are neglecting and you are abandoning your own needs, it's going to be extremely hard to still see yourself and your needs as a priority when other people are involved. So what prioritizing yourself at home or in your alone time could look like would be 
putting your phone on do not disturb. I do this every single morning. I do this every single evening whenever I'm doing my morning routine, my nighttime routine. Usually after I shower and I eat dinner is kind of when is like my designated me time and I prioritize that by putting my phone on do not disturb. Other ways that you can prioritize yourself at home would be taking a rest day. So instead of going to a workout class or going to the gym, if you just do not feel like you are up for it and asking yourself the same question, if your future self would not feel good that you expended all of this energy that you don't have, Choosing to take a rest day could be prioritizing yourself. It could also be eating foods that you feel intuitively called to. This is an episode that I want to do separately, all about intuitive eating, food freedom, something that I could talk about forever, but prioritizing your intuition and prioritizing the little signs and signals and messages that your body is telling you versus, let's say, choosing something that you know that A, you don't really enjoy eating because you know it doesn't make you feel good. Another way you can prioritize yourself is putting headphones in. This is something so simple, but most people overlook it. Whether you're at work, you're in public, you're grocery shopping, whatever it is, Putting headphones in to me is kind of like I'm creating this sacred little space around myself and it's kind of like putting out an unintentional subconscious signal that like I want to be alone. So that's another way that you can prioritize yourself is putting those headphones in and creating that little sacred bubble that you know nobody, like who is going to come over to you and like start yapping your ear off when you have headphones in, right? Like nobody does that. And even you know, if you're on like the bus or if you're at work and somebody has headphones in, like that's usually a sign of like, don't talk to me. (laughs) So that could be a way that you prioritize yourself. Another way could be stepping away from work. Now I know everybody's position with work, whether they can take time off, PTO, you work from home, whatever it is, we all need to be able to step away from work when we need it and when our mental health needs it. And I know there are some places out there, some companies out there that don't have the same morals or the same values and you know I have some friends who I'm pretty sure have like 10 PTO days off a year which I think is just ridiculous because our mental health is probably the most important thing besides the relationship that you have with yourself it's the most important thing that you will have it's the most important thing that you need to protect so choosing to step away even if it's just for like an hour Even if maybe your lunch break, instead of eating lunch at your desk, you want to go eat outside or you want to go for a walk during work. Stepping away from work could literally be in any sense as long as you are using that time to connect with yourself, to prioritize yourself, to think about, okay, what do I need right now and how can I give that to myself? So those are just some of the ways that I like to prioritize myself 
You can have your own ways, whatever prioritizing yourself alone or prioritizing yourself at home looks like for you. It's really just asking yourself, how do I feel? What do I need? What does my future self need right now? And then taking that aligned action. And like I said, this is probably the most important step because the more that you put yourself first, And the more that you give yourself what you need, you are kind of training yourself to view yourself as somebody who is important of being prioritized. So for example, if you are somebody who constantly never puts yourself first, you never prioritize your needs, you never treat yourself with respect, you never take care of yourself, you are subconsciously training yourself to think that you are not worthy of being taken care of. You're not worthy of your needs being met, right? And now when you're putting out that energy, other people are going to view you the same way because the way that you treat yourself is the way that you are treating other people to treat you. I know that was very confusing. I'm going to say it again. The way that you treat yourself is the same way that you are treating that you are teaching other people to treat you. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. I hope I just didn't jumble all of my words right there. But it's true. The more that you take care of yourself, the more that you want to continue to take care of yourself. Not only because it feels good, where you're like, okay, I just prioritize myself. I feel really good and my energy feels really good. But now you're viewing yourself as somebody who kind of deserves that attention from yourself. So those are the three steps to prioritizing yourself. Well, I guess technically four if you want to consider realizing that putting yourself first is extremely selfless. Then you can get super aware of your feelings, what gives you energy and what takes away from it. Always asking yourself, how can I prioritize my future self right now? And then, of course, being a consistent advocate of your needs during your own downtime or your alone time. One last reminder that I want to give you before I end this episode is that you are already the center of your world. Think about that. Like right now, you are the main character in your story. The world in your life revolves around you, right? You are the most permanent person In your life, the only person that you are going to be with forever is you. Everybody else can leave if they want to. Nobody in your life is permanent. Other people can just get up and walk away, but you can't. Think about that. You can't leave yourself. You can't walk away from yourself. If you've had enough of yourself, you literally can't leave. You are stuck with yourself, to put it bluntly. So... With that and knowing that, you can either choose to prioritize yourself and take care of yourself or you can choose not to. Now, of course, both sides are going to have different outcomes, but if you know that you're going to be with yourself forever and this is the only body you get, this is the only self you get, the only mind you get, the only life you get, why don't we prioritize it? Why don't we take care of it? Why don't we view it as something that is so sacred and so important? Because it is. Because without ourself, without our body, without our mind, what do we have? Right? What do we have? That's really the main question. 
is that if we don't prioritize these things and we don't put them first, what are we left with? Honestly, probably nothing. Nothing meaningful. Nothing fulfilling. Nothing that is going to make us feel good. If you continue to live a life where you are not prioritizing yourself, you're not taking care of yourself, you're not being an advocate of your needs, you're not giving yourself the the exact, you know, specific things that you need every single day, your life is going to suffer. Now, when I say your life, I mean your relationships, I mean your career path, I literally mean everything. Everything stems from you. You are the root of everything in your life. Everything that you experience, all of these other, you know, side paths, If you think of yourself as like, you know, in school when you used to make those, I don't even know what you would call it, the brainstorm webs and you would have the center thing, right? And then everything would stem off of that. Imagine that as your life and you are that center root. So you need to take care of yourself. Your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, it is so important. And I wish that I could give you, like I wish I can show you and make you feel how important it is and I guess it's easier for me to really feel so passionate about that because I have been in a time of my life where I didn't prioritize myself and I didn't view myself as somebody who was important and worthy of being taken care of and I saw how much it negatively impacted my life, my friendships, my relationships, my career path, literally everything suffered because I neglected to take care of myself. And when you think about it in that way and not just, you know, setting boundaries and not caring what other people think and more of like, I am taking care of myself because it is my birthright to take care of myself. It is my birthright to live in a body that is well taken care of, to live in a healthy body, to have, you know, a healthy mind. Then it becomes so much easier to choose to prioritize yourself because the last thing that we ever want to experience is a reality where we are suffering, right? That is really the whole reason why so many women come to me or just have this goal of self-love and inner healing is because we are so tired of living in this reality of hating ourselves and living in this reality where we don't feel good enough and we don't feel worthy, And everything else in our life is directly impacted by that. That's why we're here, right? Because we don't want to live a miserable life. Yet, a lot of us are not prioritizing ourselves. We're not being an advocate for our needs. And from that, we are living a miserable life. So just take that with a grain of salt and understand that you can either abandon yourself or you can honor yourself. And either way... Whatever you choose, you are going to be stuck with yourself regardless. And no matter what you choose, you are going to have to physically, emotionally, and mentally experience the outcome, right? So kind of even taking that reminder, it makes us remember how much power we have. That if we want to experience a life of prioritizing ourselves. We can. We have that much power. So I feel like that is a great place 
to stop to cut today's episode. I first of all just want to say thank you so much for being here and I hope you got a lot out of today. I hope that today kind of shifted your perspective. It forced you to kind of look at yourself through a different lens and see that your needs and the things that make you feel good and really happy and safe deserve to be prioritized and you are worthy and capable of prioritizing them. loves that wraps up today's episode if anything resonated with you i would love so much if you reviewed rated and shared it with the world and be sure to tag me over on instagram you can find me at double underscore logan dawson that is actually with two underscores so do not type out the word double underscore because you will not find me that way if you feel called to work with me i do have some programs and other services that you can take your self-love journey to the next level so if that is something you feel called to do send me a dm over on instagram and let's chat about it and most importantly i am sending you all of the love and support today and i hope that you can give yourself the same love too i will see you next time bye